you're listening to the Endpoints podcast from the ALS Therapy Development Institute. I'm Emer, and I'm joined by Dr. Steve Perrin, CEO at ALS TDI. And our topic today is Neuron, a proposed stem cell treatment created and sponsored by Brainstorm Cell Therapeutics. Brainstorm are currently enrolling the phase three study and the study uses mesenchymal stem cells taken from the bone marrow of the person with ALS. These stem cells are then programmed to secrete neurotrophic factors or NTFs aimed at promoting growth and survival of nerve cells when returned to the patient's spinal cord. So to rewind a little bit, Steve, can you tell us about some of the preclinical work on this type of stem cell treatment? Sure. Thanks, Nima. What a great introduction. And it was really hard to try to figure out where to start with this story um, because the literature going back to the potential utility of mesenchymal stem cells in ALS, it goes back more than a decade. Um, so as, as Emer mentioned, mesenchymal stem cells are multipotent bone marrow-derived cells. Um, by multipotent, it means you can terminally differentiate them into several different classes of related cell types, including osteocytes, which are cells that make bone, myocytes that make muscle, adipocytes that make fat, uh, and chondrocytes that make cartilage. And the first reports, which were, again, published back in the early 2000s, I would say, took the, originally these studies were done in rodents, so they took mesenchymally derived cells and they injected them into SOD1 mice, which are the classical mouse model that we use to study therapeutic development in ALS. And amazingly enough at the time, even though they didn't know how these cells work, they did lots of pretty amazing things in this particular model. They delayed disease onset, they improved survival, they improved muscle function. Um, And these studies were replicated by multiple groups pretty quickly And a couple of interesting things, again, that were somewhat unpredictable is these cells had the ability to, quote unquote, sense injury. And in this particular model, they were able to migrate across the blood-brain barrier into the CNS when you actually injected them out in the periphery. Um, People tried to understand what the mechanism was on how they were working, and they concluded that they differentiated into this neuroglia phenotype, and they survived for a very long time. And then folks went on, multiple different groups went on to show, well, what's the mechanism? They differentiate into these neuronal-like glial cells, and people showed that they decreased neuroinflammation, microglial activation, and astrocyte activation in the CNS. Um, And then it appeared to be mediated by secretion of specific factors, such as TGF-beta, and that they showed in, in in vitro experiments that these mesenchymal stem cells could actually secrete these types of um, protective factors, if you will, and convert macrophages and microglia into more neuroprotective cell types. Um, So those were probably the big studies uh, in the preclinical space from many years ago. And then a small phase one study kind of really brought the field forward with mesenchymal stem cells, if you will. Uh, And this was a very small study done back in 2008, only 10 people. Uh, but they did injections of mesenchymal stem cells into people with ALS just for social safety and tolerability. And in addition to being safe, they actually show that they polarize lymphocytes, lymphocytes into Treg cells. And we've done a podcast on the utility of Treg cells in ALS that you could uh, take a look at in endpoints. Um, and they decreased lymphocyte proliferation. Uh, so that was really the first thing I think that got people excited about the possible clinical application. Yeah, and then based on this preclinical and smaller sort of clinical study on stem cells, Brainstorm began their clinical program in Neuron. So as I mentioned earlier, this treatment platform involves taking stem cells from the trial participants themselves and enhancing the ability of these cells to express high levels of neurotrophins. So how did the early phase one and two studies progress, Steve? 
Yeah, so Brainstorm um, has done a pretty methodical job um, trying to test the utility of mesenchymal stem cells as a potential treatment for ALS. And again, one of the things that I think Brainstorm did early on, um, which is fairly proprietary, but they have, I guess what I would call, call a secret sauce, when they take the mesenchymal stem cells out of somebody's bone marrow, they culture them in a specific type of culture media for a few weeks that induces these cells to secrete neurotrophic factors. Um, that are more potent than mesenchymal stem cells grown in, I guess what I would call, more traditional ways. So they went into initial fairly small studies, phase one, phase two A safety studies, just to look at the safety of their technology platform. Um, they were pretty small studies, uh, six subjects in the early phase studies. They were still trying to examine different routes of administration of their cells because uh, they didn't know if they would have to inject them directly into the CNS or if a peripheral administration uh, was useful and that the cells would be able to find their way into the spinal cord and brain. So they did both intramuscular injections as well as intrathecal injections. Uh, they ramped up after showing safety in the small six subject phase one into a phase two subject, phase two A study, which again was pretty small, 14 folks. Again, two routes of administration because they were still kind of exploring things. Single injections and then subjects were followed for six months. Again, safety was the primary concern and every no adverse events were reported, which is great. But they did follow clinical endpoints as kind of secondary observatory endpoints for both ALSFRS um, as well as respiratory function and showed a statistically significant improvement in both of those, uh, which got them pretty excited to kind of do their their first big study, which was, I'll call it a phase 2A study. Uh, again, two different routes of administration. I am an IT. Uh, 48 subjects, though, so a significantly bigger study than the previous ones. And again, their still primary endpoints were safety tolerability with secondary endpoints of, of clinical outcomes such as ALSFRS and, and slow vital capacity at 24 weeks. Uh, safety, again, looked really good. Disappointingly, though, in this particular study, the, the predefined endpoints of ALSFRS and slow vital capacity, their primary endpoints were not met in this study. Uh, however, when they unmasked the data and the investigators started to really examine why they might not have reached those endpoints, they decided to divide the cohort into uh, slow versus fast progressives based on pre-enrollment ALSFRS data. Uh, so folks that had a greater than one point decline per month were um, less than uh, one word declared slow progressors and greater than one fast progressors. And based on this three month of pre-enrollment data, uh, it left 15 subjects in the treatment group and six in the placebo group that were fast progressors. And in this subgroup, they did reach statistical significance both in change in slope of ALSFRS as well as in biomarkers of neuroinflammation, including MCP1. Okay, and in that study, they didn't see a, an impact overall on survival, but Brainstorm were happy with the trial data and decided to go ahead with phase three. The trial is about 85% enrolled, I believe, at the moment. So what are your thoughts on this trial design? So the trial design is, is great. It's enrolling at a select number of sites, only six, and many of them are on the West Coast. And some of that is just because of their technology platform. And CIRM is out there, which is a California-based organization that really is a proponent of, of stem cell-based research, and so they helped get the clinical trials up and running there. It is the best study design so far to really understand whether mesenchymal stem cells, and in particular, Neuron Brainstorm's technology platform, 
uh, will show benefit in ALS. It's a randomized placebo-controlled study. It's a one-to-one -one randomization, which is a little unusual uh, that the placebo group is that large, but well-designed. It's enrolling a, a significantly sized uh, cohort, 200 subjects, so it's very well-powered to see if it's going to change disease course using standard clinical endpoints like ALS, FRS, and slow vital capacity. Uh, subjects can't be on Radicava, which considering that has, has really been uptaken by the ALS clinical community and, and PALS may slow down enrollment a little bit, so it's great that they're at 85%. Um, they are trying to, again, enroll that homogeneous group of progressors with an average progression rate based on lead-in data, which I think is probably a good idea. Um, they're going to get multiple injections this time. The previous trials only had a single injection. This time they're getting uh, three injections over the course of three months. It's a 12-month study, which is certainly long enough to detect their primary endpoints, which is changes slope of ALS FRS uh, compared to baseline. So it's obviously, of course, a positive thing to have phase three trials in ALS, where there's not always a lot of hope in this area. But there are a lot of obstacles that come from a treatment platform like stem cell treatment. So what are some of your concerns? Yeah, I mean, we're all hoping for a very positive outcome here, obviously, but if it does show some level of significant benefit, the company still has some hurdles to get over, which, you know, you're mentioning cost of goods. This is truly a personalized medicine-style approach where each person is getting their own stem cells from their bone marrow, isolated, cultured, and re-injected. Uh, all of that has to be done under GMP manufacturing capabilities, which the company has set up, but on a patient-by-patient -patient basis, this could be uh, fairly expensive as they try to streamline the process. Um, you know, because of the fact that growing the cells and executing these trials is timely and expensive, it also could hamper their ability to quickly understand what is the optimal dosing frequency of the cells. Do you have to dose them once a month? once every four months. I mean, how long is the effect lasting? Uh, is something that they're going to have to figure out over time. It's unclear from the current data whether they have good biomarkers to try to help them in that selection process. They're focusing on biomarkers of inflammation, which I think is good based on the mechanism of how they think their stem cells work, but, but it hasn't really been locked down on what the best biomarkers might be. And then, of course, ALSFRS, as we know, tends to bounce around as a good endpoint for clinical trials unless you have very, very well-powered studies. So I, it's not early days for, for doing this. And again, it's a very well-designed and looks like it's being a well-executed trial. So hopefully they'll be able to uh, get over some of the hurdles that, that we're thinking about. Okay. And just one more question on the future of stem cells. Do you see a lot of companies taking this approach in the future or do you think we'll wait and see how this goes? There are a couple of other companies now focusing specifically on mesenchymal stem cells, which is the bone marrow drive ones. There's a company in Israel, another company in Israel that's now pursuing this technology platform. And there's also a company in South Korea pursuing this technology platform. Their secret sauces on how they culture their cells yeah. are similar but could be slightly different and one of them may or may not have advantages over the other, so that's hard to know. Uh, the other thing about stem cell technologies as a whole, because we're seeing them developed in other types of diseases as well, is they come in lots of different flavors. There's other types of stem cells that people are thinking about moving towards the clinic. So Q Therapeutics is developing an astroglial-based stem cell technology that they're bringing into clinical trials and ALS. So I do think that we're going to keep seeing these pop up over time. It's not just going to be mesenchymal stem cells, it'll be other types as well. 
Thanks for all the information, Steve, and thanks for joining us today. If anyone has any questions, feel free to email us at endpoints at ALS.net, but we'll leave it there for today. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. I appreciate it.